0: Are you a eunuch in the palace, a man without desire, a man without a drive, a man without a seed, a man with no interest in the Lord, doing nothing for God? Are you a eunuch in the palace? are you without seed without fruit are you without a desire are you aimless in the house of god don't be a eunuch in the palace are you a eunuch in the palace a man who is not fruitful No curiosity, no activity A man with no zeal and no natural love Oh God, are you a eunuch in the palace? Are you without seed, without fruit? Are you without a desire, are you aimless? in the house of God, don't be a eunuch in the palace, the palace of the Lord, eunuchs in the palace. of thy house has eaten me up, the zeal of the Lord will perform it, walk in the zeal of the Lord just like Jesus, eunuch has no zeal, are you a eunuch in the palace? Are you without zeal, without fruit? Are you without a desire? Are you aimless in the house of God? Don't be a eunuch in the palace, the palace of the Lord. Are you without seed, without fruit? Are you without a desire? Are you aimless in the house of God? Don't be a eunuch in the palace, the palace of the Lord. Oh, 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 yeah. Are you without seed, without fruit? Oh, yeah. Are you without a desire? Are you aimless in the house of God? Don't be a eunuch in the palace, the palace of the
1: Lord. Holy Spirit, move me now and make.
2: Time to pray, settle, get on the keyboard just for a second. It's time to pray. Pray, pray. Ask the Lord to touch you tonight, touch you tonight at this revival service. These are special services with special impartation. Father, we love you. We worship and adore you. Invite the Holy Spirit to touch your life. Invite your Holy Spirit for a revival, awakening, and quickening. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. Supernatural things are about to happen.
3: Father, we love. Bishop and and adore. And adore.
2: to see. What key are you in? Come to see. Father,
3: we love you. We worship and adore you. Come glorify thy name.
2: We say, Jesus, we love you. Jesus,
3: we love you. you. We worship and adore worship
2: you. Love your hands and worship Him.
3: Adore you. Glorify thy name. Glorify thy name. In all. Glorify thy, glorify
1: thy name, glorify thy name, glorify thy
3: name in all the earth. Say, Spirit, we love you. Hey! and your voices glorify, glorify Glorify thy name.
2: we glorify your name tonight in all the earth may the people see Jesus the Greeks came to say we wish to see Jesus now may the people also see you Lord as I lift your name above all the earth Jesus precious name touch our hearts and our lives afresh Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for your response to come to revival on short notice. But this is the way our church works. Amen. They don't have to be long meetings. If there's any long meetings, it means there's discussions. And there's no need for discussions. We flow. With what the Lord is doing. Amen. And there's nice eaters for you at the revival at 7. Is it working? <laughs> Praise God. Now, just two things quickly before we... The revival at 7, it comes on just as we give the an, an instructions. It's not every Sunday, depending on how we are working. But because there was nothing happening, I thought, let us meet tonight. Because God... Gave us this building And we must use it Amen If you don't use it, you will If you don't use it, you will Use it or lose it It was a camp that Bishop did In America just recently Praise God Then then the other thing is Before we continue These children that were dancing here In the evening I really don't want primary school children here Unless not even if the parents consent, they must go sleep for school tomorrow morning. Are you listening? High school students, if your parents have problems, also rather stay at home. Unless they, you, they write a letter to say they're okay with you to be here. It's good to be here, but we need to cover all our bases. Amen. So that dancing is nice. I like it and I want it, but unfortunately, it's, we end too late in the night. We need to use common sense. So what I think is that you bigger ladies can dance in, on, in the... I'll tell you why. Uh, let me tell you why. Listen, hold it. I'll tell you why we only have primary school children here. Because we are very proud in, in Cape Town. Our pride is too great. You know, in Ghana, there's no kids on the stage like this. No, it's only university students and upwards, up to in their thirties, close to forty, they are dancing because it looks so foolish. But you see, if you if you think too much of yourself, so I can't make, make a fool of myself, Who like it. Now we must take toddlers' toddlers' dance because the Bible says if you can't become like a child, you you cannot enter this kingdom. Yeah. So the real, my, but I'm, what I'm hoping for these children, have they all gone home now? I didn't see them after they're dancing. Oh yeah, we, they, somebody must just check because we don't want the problem. <clears throat> what was I going to say? Um, <clears throat> that age, you see, it's important that we, the idea was never to have children on stage. We saw what Bishop was doing. I, we, I just follow what Bishop is doing because they're always doing good things. So when I came and I wanted to implement this type of dancing, no, no big, no, no 20 year old upward wanted to be part. They didn't want to be part. And I realized we are full of pride. We must pray to God that we kill pride in our lives, it's the biggest problem. When my son was with me now in, in Ghana, he, he was some years ago, he went there, but I think this time he saw more things. He couldn't believe the humility. I said, this is what, what, what draws me to this people. Humility. They are very humble, and you won't know you are proud until you start to think, what does children do? What does servants do? Then you see, maybe I'm proud. Amen. So I'm giving you an opportunity to form a dance group, the Revival Dance Group. All sizes, all shapes, all movements. You don't have to move. It doesn't matter if you're out. Look, even the children, some of them are very out, especially those guys at the back. Then revival is also an opportunity for testimonies and for other ministrations. We don't really just always need our normal singers to be. That is why this is a service that is a relaxed service. Are you with me? Where we we have uh, your, your ministration, I can also allow. But you must first minister in your cell group. It is in the cell group that we discover you. Then they will tell us there's a sister can sing with a brother, something like that. And then we like like different singing, not just the same thing. One of the things I haven't done as good as Bishop, Bishop is very involved with his worship. And all the music is controlled by him. He's almost like a music director. He's a music producer. All the songs that they sing in first love that they copied here, is Bishop Dag wrote all the songs. He writes all the songs himself. She writes books, she writes songs, she writes everything. So I also want to get involved a little bit more. Is Lucy not here tonight? I asked Lucy to start writing songs for us. So Lucy's going to write my sermons into songs. Then we just need people to add music to it. You know? It's going to be wonderful. Don't you think? Now, one of the other things I did was we planted somebody in the audience to throw money on stage while Buko was singing. Because I told him yesterday you mustn't take money when people throw it He mustn't focus on the money It's a test You must look to the people and minister If you love money, you can't love God And he passed the test nicely Clap for him You'll be tested Oh You'll be tested That's how the devil also throws something at your feet and will you will you fall Amen I want to sing a song before we I forgot to bring my guitar I actually wanted to play so maybe we must buy a guitar to leave it here so that I can I can play Werdsel must help me this is a beautiful song I've got it in G but you will know the words <clears throat> I have made you too small in my eyes Oh O Lord please forgive me and I have believed in a lie and you that you were unable to help me but now O oh Lord I see my wrong heal my heart and show yourself strong and in my eyes
3: And with my song, O Lord, be magnified,
2: O Lord, be magnified. Let's do that first line again. You know, before I sing the song, God can do exceedingly abundantly what you can ask or think. There's nothing wrong with God. It's all perfect There's always something wrong with us And sometimes we make God small In our eyes So Don Mowen wrote a song and he, and he said, Lord forgive me I have made you too small in my eyes Let's do it again I have made you too small In my, eye, in my eyes Oh
3: Lord Forgive me And I have believed In a lie That you were unable To help me But now, O oh Lord I see my wrong Heal my heart and show yourself strong and in my eyes and with the song oh lord be magnified oh lord be magnified sing with me be magnified oh lord Be magnified, O Lord. You are highly exalted. You are highly exalted. And there is nothing you can do. O Lord, my eyes are on you. Be magnified, O Lord. Be magnified, I have leaned on the wisdom, I have leaned on the wisdom of man, O Lord, forgive me. And I have responded to them Instead of your love and your mercy But now, O Lord, I see my wrong Heal my heart, show yourself strong And in my eyes and with my song. Oh Lord, be be magnified.
2: magnified. Oh Lord, be magnified. Sing it, Mr. Drama.
3: Be magnified, oh Lord. Hallelujah. You are highly exalted And there is nothing you can do Oh, Lord, my eyes are on you Be magnified Oh, Lord, be magnified
1: One more time
3: Everybody lift your voice Be magnified. Be magnified, oh Lord. You are highly exalted. You are highly exalted. And there is nothing you can do, oh Lord. My eyes are are on on you Be magnified magnified, Precious Jesus Oh Lord Be be magnified magnified. Be magnified Be magnified Oh Lord Be 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 magnified. magnified That last part again, be magnified Be magnified Oh Lord Be magnified
2: Give the Lord praise if you believe it Beautiful Beautiful Okay, short sermon for you tonight It's Called The Life of the Anointed The Life of an Anointed Man The life of an anointed person, because it can also be a woman. Amen. Hallelujah. The life of an anointed one, Kings chapter 17, verse 1. In the month of September, I'm I'm not sure if it's correct, or first of October, there's going to be an anointing conference, October, end of September, I'm not sure, we'll give you the dates you watch the Facebook adverts. There are two conferences I always do. It's the loyalty conference and the anointing conference. I love the anointing. I believe in the anointing. The anointing is the supernatural help of God to do the work. Amen. There's many things that a human being can do. Like gathering people can be also just a human being, you know, putting a church here. Well, even building can be. Because not only pastors build, unbelievers also build. Are you with me? But then there comes a time when you say, this man couldn't do these things by himself. It must, there must be something extra, you see. That's the anointing. Hallelujah. And there's something we must all crave for. We must all desire. One of the ways you get anointing is to desire the anointing. If you don't like it, if you don't, you're you not interested in it, you will miss it. Bishop Dag always says, that anointing is both a verb and a noun. A verb is a doing word, a noun is a naming word. A noun names people, places, animals, and things. So when we say anointing We, we speak of something and then we also say Anointing is, is the verb The act of anointing someone Is pouring oil Because in Acts it says how Jesus Christ Was anointed You see He was anointed And then also we talk about what was thrown on him Not Garage oil Or motor oil how he was anointed with a... I think it's x 10. How he was anointed with a... No, not X10. 10. What is that scripture? How Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. Went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Amen. So he was anointed. The substance that was poured on him was the Holy Spirit. Do you see? So when we speak, speak about anointing, we could also directly or indirectly mean the Holy Spirit. You are anointed with something. The oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. The oil and the wind and the fire and the water, these are symbols of the Holy Spirit for us to better understand the workings of God. Amen. Glory to God. But I want to give you a short sketch on the life of the anointed and I know you will be blessed. Amen. In First Kings, oh, it's X10, I was right, sorry. My memory is also, when you put something in your memory, it will always, you can pull it out. That's why if you write exams, you can't pray for supernatural (laughs) revelation of what's in the book. You must first look in the book. Then the Lord will bring back to memory. You see, the Bible says the work of the Spirit is to remind, what Jesus said, when He comes, He will remind you of the things I already said. So it is there. But you haven't, you can't be reminded of something you don't know. (laughs) So I will remember in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost. He must be anointed with the Holy Ghost. Not failed willy. Not Kestrel GTX. Not engine oil. With the Holy Ghost. I'm a power. And he went about doing good and healing. All that were devil. But I want to focus on a man called Elijah. Hallelujah. The anointed of God. Elijah the Tishbite. Go to 1 Kings 17 verse 1. When I was in Sunday school many, many, many moons ago, I joined the Baptist Sunday school. My mother sent us to the Baptist Sunday school because it was near to our house. We were Assemblies of God people, but it was too far to go to our church. But she sent us to the Baptist Sunday School because they had a very organized curriculum. Yeah, it was like a national curriculum for all the Baptist churches, Union Baptists of South Africa, and we had to write exams and everything was very nice. And it was there when I heard about this, the word anointing for the first time. The anointing that was transferred from the big prophet to the junior prophet, Elisha. His name was similar to his mentor, Elijah. Elijah was the powerful man. He was the man who appeared with Moses on the mountain, Moses and Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. There's more about Elisha because he did more miracles, spectacular But the one that was the father anointing was Elijah. Because he left someone after him. When he went away, he left Elisha. But when Elisha went away, there was nobody after him. He couldn't produce another after his same kind. So he called the bear out of the bush to kill the children that mocked him. He was a a wild uh, prophet. Yeah, he killed people. He was... Whom Jehu will not kill, Elisha will kill with a sword. People mustn't look at priesthood. You see, the Catholics and these guys, they've made the priesthood look like sissies. You know? Like you just wear this cloak and this, I can not make dominoes better than you can. <laughs> it's not that. Real anointed men were killers because we were in a war David killed the bear he killed the lion, he killed Goliath, he killed many men his hands were shed with blood the sweet, and then, then after he killed them all, he, he take his harp and he play yeah as the deer panteth for a head is lying here, a toe is lying there somebody's finger is still clicking for oh, the water, so my soul longs after thee. Yes, fighting with anointing, the anointing makes you a fighter. To stand in ministry, and I—that's the evening services—is good for ministers. I believe you all—you are all ministers of the Lord. He makes his ministers flames of fire. May you be a flame of fire. Ladies don't look at your gender And think it's for men This is for ladies too Some of the greatest Preachers in the world Were women An anointed woman Yes And Catherine Kuhlman Is a woman who lived in America With a very strong anointing Stronger than anybody could ever they, they, The historians who saw us Said they never saw something like that Benin was good But he was also just like Elisha following Elijah that woman was anointed by God. They say she had she just came into the building and the people were already ill. She was not yet on stage. She was in the back room. She was powerful. Braces broke like off the backs of people, like a brace. Something, somebody invisible, pulled the braces off. She was anointed. Somebody said one day she walked off the platform and she missed a step. And she turned around in in the air and she walked back. If Jesus could walk on water, is it not possible? Hmm. Any rate, I love the anointing. You must love it. It's the Holy Spirit. God gave us the Holy Spirit and He never went. Jesus went back He said, I'll come again. But the Holy Spirit, he said, I'll give, I'll ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came many years, 2,000 years ago. And he's not gone back. He stayed. Hallelujah. So God is with us on earth. When Jesus came to earth, he was called Emmanuel. God with us. You see, but he was limited to his earthly body because he took on the panoply of flesh. He he became a man to to also tell God what it's like to be a man and to tell us what it's like to be God. Yeah, he was the God-man, son of man, son of David, son of man, son of God. But the Holy Spirit came and is here. The sad thing about it is we have just not recognized him, you see. And, and one of the, the secrets to the Holy Spirit is you must recognize Him. But when you recognize Him, everything Jesus spoke about Him, you will, you, will, you will recognize Him through what Jesus said about Him. He will glorify me. He will take off what is mine and give it to you. Beautiful. Beautiful beautiful so the the name of Jesus will always be lifted high when the Holy Spirit is there that's why sometimes before I start my crusades I tell the people let's worship Jesus because then, then you invite the Holy Spirit that's his function to, to make Jesus big amen to lift him up he shall not he shall not speak of himself he shall speak he shall glorify me beautiful shall take off what is mine give it to you it's the spirit of truth Whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him. Nor does it know him. But you know him. Because he shall be with you. And he shall be in you. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He shall come upon you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now. Let me come to my scripture. Otherwise I can speak all night. About the Lord. Amen The life of the anointed 1 Kings 17 verse 1 And Elijah the Tishbite, Who was of the inhabitants of Gilead Said unto Ahab As the Lord God of Israel lives Before whom I stand there shall not be dew nor rain these years But according to my word Hey This is anointing at the highest level we are always looking for anointing We are looking and searching for the. It's like a treasure hidden in a field When we were in Ghana There was a man from Nigeria Who came to play that flute And you could sense the power of God The man is anointed A man with a hundred thousand members in this church No, hundred thousand seats Not members Members are always more than the Like we probably have more than a thousand members It's just they all don't come to church on the same day One day when they all come some of them come once a year. Some of them come when somebody dies, you see them. You ask them, So we have a lot of members. You can ask the people where they are. Say, But this pastor doesn't have just members, he has seats, chairs. One hundred thousand. And when he was there, we could sense anointing. Now, you know, when you are spiritual, you can pick up a spiritual man. You see. But this man of God, he said to the king, my name is Elisha, the Tespite. I stand before God. (laughs) No, I I don't come from the discotheque. I'm not in the clubhouse. I'm not on the sports fields. I stand before God And when I When I say it's going to rain It will rain And when I say it won't rain It won't rain Not according to God's word According to my word Because I come from God We had a discussion And I'm just a messenger to tell you On my word The heavens will shut And there won't be rain again That's why the king wanted to kill him Because he was controlling Nature. I mean, that's the highest level of anointing and power. You see. Look at it. Go to NL, 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 NLT. Then we see what it says. As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, is the, the, the God I serve, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Until I give the word God gave him his word You will speak the word You see So when a man of God speaks He speaks He's a servant of God I like that A servant of God So he's just sent to do what God He can't do his own thing He can only do what God tells him to do You see when he killed the prophets of Baal when When he called fire from heaven That's Elijah You see told him, make water around the, around the altar so that we can you know, wet everything so that it doesn't look like I put a mat there and I put a clappage there. No, wait. make everything wet with water and put a river, a little stream around it and then the fire came through the wetness and it consumed the altar, the, the sacrifice. He said, the God who answers by fire is God. Remember, the God who answers by fire. And then what happened? Before he did all that, it looked so funny, but then he looked, he, before he called the fire, he lifted up his eyes and said, I have done all this, Lord, by your word. What you told me to do is what I have done. And when you do what God tells you to do, you too will see the fire. You will see the fire in your life. But point number one, how is the life Let's, we're Looking at this man as a study A case study The life of an anointed man Number one An anointed life is dedicated to God Yes, King James again I like it, the King James Before whom I stand Before whom I stand An anointed life is dedicated to God I want to tell all of you As you search for anointing that you must dedicate your lives to God. Amen? You can't be fleshly and carnal. And that's why I like, uh, I want our young people to catch this fire. You know, a lot of people try to make young people think that the, the best thing of their lives is their studies. And then they, 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 they don't care if the kids don't come to church. In this church, it's not like that. Our young people must be on fire for God. You must be willing to sacrifice the things that other young people enjoy. You must pay a price and be like Elijah, the one who stands before God. It must be a life dedicated to God. You will find pleasure in the things of God. You won't find the fleeting pleasures of sin, as the sister said. It's fleeting. It's just for a short while. You make a fool of yourself in the world because the world likes you. You're drinking beer. You're having chains around your neck. You look like Tupac. You've got a woody on because everybody has a woody. Your pants is hanging low because you want to be in. You don't want to feel out. You've got, a, 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 what is this thing? You've got a personality disorder. Or you, you're insecure. You're insecure about your acceptance. You, need, you, you have a need for acceptance. You don't need to accept it by the world and your stupid friends. Rather be accepted by God. Your life must be dedicated to God. There will be a lot of temptations, I know. I wish I could have given more of myself to God when I was younger. It's just that you people are very fortunate. You are in an environment where the pastor is teaching about it all the time. Other young people are leading by example. Here in the churches, very good young people, full of fire, they lead you by example. So you, you are in an environment where, you, where the fire can catch you also. Yeah. When I was in church, it wasn't like that. Nobody really helped us to go all out for the Lord. No. Do you see? You are very fortunate and you are blessed that you're in such an environment that you must desire to be pastors, past evangelists, and prophets. Not You don't have to think just about finishing a degree, which that comes. Seek first the kingdom of God. These other things will come to you. The things you need will come to you. But seek to stand in the presence of God. Seek to stand in the presence of God. Hallelujah. You don't need people around to show that you are now prayerful or that. No, you must be alone in your pajamas. And you sing to the Lord. Take out your Bible and read. Don't worry, we're going to have nice carpet here. No, none of these small. A red carpet. With nice soft underfelt, So if you fall, you just want to keep lying down. <laughs> All these things are coming. You know, ladies and gentlemen, young people, if you, if you can hear me today, the fleeting, fleeting means swift, it goes by quickly. Your youth is fleeting. It's swift, it's just like a vapor, then it's gone. But the decisions you make in that part of your life determines your destiny. See, you can, you can play. That's why young girls, when they have sex before they are married, they get a, a child out of wedlock. Their whole career is kind of like it doesn't come right. Their whole life doesn't come right Because they were they were told Don't get into this You see So don't have sex before you marry Don't have a boyfriend at school That's what we teach you There's nothing wrong with a boyfriend But you see When you are too young You don't understand Then you're going to have Two things that married people must do So that's why we say Don't do that After the boy touch you Keep your hand You want to keep other things later Yeah that is normal, it's a natural because God made us like that. You see, the desire for a woman, the woman desire for a man is natural. So stay away as long as you can till you mature enough to say, Right now, I'm in a relationship. Then it's a Christian relationship where you're also taught this is, the, this is how we do things. We don't look for dark spaces to start touching because when you start touching one another, it's not you can't help yourself, it's too nice. fleeting places of sin. It's too nice. The first time I touched my wife's arm, I couldn't believe how soft it was. Smooth, there was no hair, nothing like my arm was a raffle of chopped knives as I was falling. I said, oh Lord my God, (laughs) when I know some wonder I consider all the things thy hand has made the stars you see is not the stair Ex <laughs> I think Eddie Murphy was walking on the beach in California. You know Eddie Murphy. So two beautiful women came walking past him with bikinis. And he turned around and he said, there must be a God. (laughs) I'm talking about standing and dedicating your life to God. You're going to have to fight these things. The fleeting temptations, the pleasure to be with friends. So young people, you will be brought into the strap of... And some of you don't even really want to do this stuff. You just don't want to feel that you are an outcast. But to be an anointed man, you will be lonely. An anointed woman, you will be lonely. You will feel like an... Look at my son, Jason. He was, he was, he was kind of seen as a strange person at school when he was taking the, the, the chairs and stuff to the, to the room where they would have praise and worship when he was a young boy. Now he's been invited back to come and speak. The whole school is sitting there. Do you see? But he paid the price then for the fleeting pleasures of sin. Now he's passed that stage, the stage of foolishness. All these young ladies that have children out of wedlock can tell you what I'm saying is true. We can't tie you with chains and ropes. You must decide for yourself. I'm going to listen to Pastor Chris. There will be many husbands waiting for you. Many husbands. You don't have to take be early. There were some girls I warned you in this church. They didn't listen. Now I see they are pregnant. And my warning is so, you know, It's not even sophisticated It's straight As straight as I can I'm trying to help the young children here Because you see when the spirit of God comes To plant a seed in the womb of a woman He's going to look for Mary the virgin (laughs) Don't look for polluted wombs But the Lord is giving you a new chance today I, I just didn't meet you in time but those who are even met in time, they still don't listen. Every man can decide and every woman can decide for themselves. When I see some of my young girls and I see they are pretty, then I worry for them. Because I'm a man, I can see prettiness. Any man can see prettiness. See, this girl is pretty, you see. So I wonder, oh God, the, the wolves are waiting for you. Yeah, the wolves. Sometimes it's not a blessing to be pretty because you have more temptations than the others who are pretty but not so pretty. (laughs) Just think back at school when there was this this one or two girls that's now really pretty. All the boys are just talking about these girls. Is it true? These Diana, Diana, Diana. It's too much. The temptation you, won't, you will not be able. Thank God if your ears is not too straight. And your nose is not too sharp. And your ears are not too delicate. It's also a blessing. As for husband, there will be too many that will wait for you. You see. But to be dedicated to God, it's, a, it's something. It's something. Because if you find the wrong partner, you, you, there is a person that God wants you to have, but you are too you are too early. So you messed up your life and the, you missed the one. There is a person that God has set for you. Amen. Dedicate your lives to God. That's for anointing. This is the life of an anointed man. He said, As the Lord God of Israel lives Before whom I stand You see in other words I was always in the presence of God My life was not For fleeting places of sin Yeah My life was not just enjoyment No I I could stand in the presence Of the Lord Beautiful Beautiful Hmm I love you Lord Yes. Now, number two I can talk more about this But let's quickly give you some points Number two What is the life of an anointed? He stands in the presence Dedicated to God And then his life The anointed life is a life of paradox And contradictions Paradox and contradictions In other words You can't easily explain The life of an anointed man Because he can do some miracle here but he can't do another miracle there. You see that's when we talk about the paradox. A paradox is, how can I explain a paradox? It's two opposite things working together in the same person. So he says a paradox. He prayed for healing for this person but he can't pray for healing for his own wife. You know like that. His wife died of uh, COVID-19 but he prayed for the sister and she got out of her wheelchair so how do you explain it? now? the life of an anointed man is full of paradox and contradictions. Yes. Because this guy, Elijah the Tisbite, he had the power to stop the rain. But he had to run and hide from the queen, Jezebel, who wanted to kill him. Are you listening? 1 Kings 17 verse 3. Get thee hence and turn thee eastward And hide thyself by the brook Cherith, That is before the Jordan Yes Hide thyself Because he came And he pronounced drought In the province And the king's wife said Kill this prophet He can stop the rain But he couldn't stop the queen He was afraid of the queen and he ran, and he hide by the brook Sharon. I'm showing you the contradictions of an anointed man. So don't think now he's not anointed. Pastor, why couldn't you pray for my child to be healed? But then you speak about you know it's, a, it's, it's how God works. It's not really easy to explain. Are you listening? Think about it. You can say when it rains and when it not, but you you ran for a woman. You're afraid the woman is going to kill you. It doesn't sound that he's anointed, isn't it? No, it's because the life of an anointed is full of paradox and contradiction. I'll show you another contradiction in his life. Amen. Elijah, the anointed person, had the power to hold back the rain and the power to make the rain fall. But he couldn't stop the river from drying up. Remember, he was hiding by the brook. And the Bible says, after a while, the river dried up. If you can determine rain to fall and not to fall, can't you also determine the river to flow or not to flow? It's a contradiction. Yes. 1 Kings 17 verse 7. And it came to pass, 1 Kings 17. I mean, 1 Kings 17. Just stay in the chapter. After a while, that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Wow. And then one more paradox. I give you three paradoxes. He had the power to hold back the rain, but no power to prevent a widow's son who lived with him from dying. And it came to pass after these sayings, 1 Kings seventeen seventeen, that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. He did eventually raise the boy from the dead, but He couldn't prevent him from dying. So it's a paradox. Even in His presence, death also happens. Amen? Sometimes I wish I can just raise people from the dead. The way I see people cry over their loved ones. But it's not for me to determine. I'm standing in the presence of God. So God determines that thing You see Jesus came and a lot of people died In his 33 years when he was He didn't raise them all from the dead Lazarus was raised The widow of Nain Son Jairus' daughter But not much more To whom God wills To whom God wills Amen so I give you two things. Number one, he was dedicated to God and number two, his life was full of contradictions yes, and paradoxes. Number four, or well, number three, are you with me still? An anointed person will live and prosper in God's way. So if you have this anointing, there will always be prosperity for you. Amen? But God will decide how you get money. And He will also decide how you will use it. Usually anointed people are blessed with finances, but in a humbling way. Elijah was fed by the ravens and the widows. That is how God has chosen to bless him. In 1 Kings 17 verse 6, And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening and he drank of the brook. Hey! An anointed person will live and prosper in God's way. It will be very miraculous how God will provide for you as an anointed man. When you have anointing, you, you, God will, there will always be supply. And the great thing about Elijah is the bird God chose to serve him was known as a scavenger bird. You get nice, colorful birds Beautiful sparrows, and, but you, then you get cryer like ravens. The cryer flee, flop, flop, flop. The crows, the, the, the raven. A raven is a scavenger. They eat dead bodies, they eat dead carcasses in the wilderness. They come sit in. It's a blackbird, it's a raven. You see. That's why when Noah. Since the first bird was a raven, that bird didn't come back. It went to sit on the dead body. The people that were floating in the water that were died. But when the bird, when the other bird went down, he came back because a, a, a dove doesn't sit on dead bodies. Hey. So you see how funny God is and how miraculous that the bird who eats the flesh of anything is now carrying meat in his, in his mouth to bring to the prophet. This is the mystery of the anointing. The ravens will feed you. The the, the unwanted, the the scavenger bird that nobody will think of. Yeah, and widows. You know, I always tell people, pastors who have this mind, that uh, sometimes when I hear pastors want to plant churches, they always say, you see, we want to be in an area where we can have people that can at least give proper money and tithe so that we can do things. This is how they plan. They say, the poor, we can come fetch the poor with the buses and bring them there. But to have a church in the poor area, it won't work for us. And they are correct if they are operating by their natural senses. But if you operate by anointing, you will come to death you will build a 1,500-seater cathedral and everybody will ask you "But why here. He said, look, there's no money here. He said, no, 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 no. If you are anointed, the dove the Ravens, you, 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 you the of Ravens, instead of eating the food. You see, that's why I told the young man, don't pick up this money stuff. If you want anointing, let that not be your God. You see, then you don't think about where must I plant the church? How much money will I get? Will I have enough to survive? No, 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 no. I stand before God and He will send the ravens to feed me. Hallelujah. The ravens will feed. Sometimes when people give me money and I realize they are poor, I always want to give it back But then I remember The picture of an anointed man The ravens will feed you The ravens will feed you The ravens will feed you Don't look for rich people I don't run after rich people No The ravens will feed you God will take care of you If you have his anointing Amen. The church in Nigeria that I speak about a lot, they are in the bush. They're the richest church in the world. That's why I believe we will also become richer. The members that are originally in that area, it's a poor area. It's not a rich area. In Lagos. But the people, they build the church in the bush. In the bushes normally where the villages are, the, sh- the shanties, you know townships they build the 100,000 seats today the ravens have come to feed the anointed men of god i see you also being fed as the anointing comes on you don't 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 worry about money don't worry god will take care of you amen god will provide for you yeah that is the one church this is the church in abuja but take them to the witness chapel the newest church that's now being built is only an architectural drawing that looks like a stadium. Winners Chapel, uh, David Oyedepo, David Oyedipo's new church called the Ark. You will see it if they are fast enough. They will find it. Looks like a stadium. It's being built currently. And the pastor told these people when he took offering now, if you're giving offering, don't give towards the building. That money's already there. Give to something else now. <laughs> Do you believe that you, this can be a very wealthy and prosperous church? Because we don't love money. You see, we will be able to deal with money. If you love money, you can't handle it. You can't handle it when it comes. That's why you people who don't pay tithes, you love money. I'm telling you, you love money. That's why you don't give it. You can't give it away. You love it too much. That's why it doesn't, you can't handle it. God can't give you more. Because you couldn't handle the little that you got You couldn't You'll always have this bitchy sasa Sasa money There's the church The church is currently being built in Abuja Sorry, in Lagos 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 You see, it's like a stadium <laughs> Glory to God Amen rate. Anyway. But I was just trying to say how the poor people feed the men of God. Now you will get a lot of criticism from people. You see, when you are anointed, you, money, you, you attract, you are money magnet. Because it's God's supply. Then you get people who say, oh, these pastors, this one is steal money. But where were they when they was, when we took the church to the poor? There was nothing like that. Then when they see the blessing of the Lord, then these devils come up. Always to fight the men of God You see They have a problem if a man of God has an aeroplane They have a problem with this But they have no problems if some other people have aeroplanes If Elon Musk has an aeroplane Or a Coca-Cola boss has an aeroplane It's no problem But if a man of God Aeroplane is just some tin and foam put together With the wheels and an engine it's not such a big deal I don't know why people go on about the aeroplane I might even have my own aeroplane also on. And I don't want anybody to be jealous Because we're just opposite the hangers We're not far Amen But I hate flying So I doubt I'll take an aeroplane Bishop Dag also hates flying That's why he didn't buy himself an aeroplane Amen An anointed person will live and prosper in God's way. Not in your own way. Do you understand? God's way. Beautiful. The ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. And bread and flesh in the evening. Number six. God commands supporters to believe in his anointed men. If you are anointed, God will send people to support you. You see, like you people believe in my ministry, there are many who don't. Yeah, many people will say this, 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 I don't open my ears to what people say. I'm very confident in God's calling on my life. You mustn't react to noisemakers. Don't react to noisemakers. God will send people who will believe in you. Amen? He'll believe in His anointed men. God commands various people to love the anointed men. And to help the anointed men. Look at the widow in 1 Kings 17, verse 8 to 9. And the word of the Lord came saying, get, get up from Zarephath, arise, go to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. Are you listening? There's a widow there that will give you something. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And he and she and the house did eat many days. So God will send supporters of the men of God. One day, a woman gave a ten thousand rand in our church, and she was a widow. I was aware she was a widow. And when my secretary, we were doing the finances once, and I saw and I said, "But ask this, go and ask this woman." You know, is she okay? Where does she get this money from? I don't even think it was the first ten, It was the second time she gave 10,000 rand. And as my secretary was about to contact her, I realized I must not do it. I made a mistake. I must not ask her anything. God is showing me something. I've commanded the widows to feed thee. Look at it. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. And immediately I realized, Bishop Dyke was preaching this message and I listened to it, I listened to it. And then when this thing happened, as I was about to send my secretary to, uh, to speak and say, look, are you okay? Where do you get the money? Are you, I realized, don't do it. This is God. And then the message came back to me because I've heard it. He shall command the ravens and the widows to feed thee. It's a sign of anointing. Are you hearing? It's a sign of anointing. So you don't have to have a business, look for money here, there, there. No, he will command. I'm giving you the life of an anointed man. So may you also seek the anointing and God will command the widows to feed thee. Now as I come to the end, Anointed men must overcome the Jezebels of the ministry. In this story, the queen that hunted him was called Jezebel. You all know, or you should know, she hunted for Elijah and he ran away. So you see, the highest kind of anointing always attracts the spirit of Jezebel. You must overcome the Jezebels of your ministry. And who is Jezebel? Jezebel may manifest in different ways. Jezebel may be a woman who uses her body to entice you and to seduce you. Because this woman painted her face. And in the early years of the church, the Pentecostals used to just always rebuke ladies that put makeup on and call them Jezebels. But it's it's not correct because makeup is nice. Makeup makes ladies look nice. They must sometimes put makeup on, but not too much. The the, the two scholars jumped in the bus and the ones, the one the one woman was standing there. The bus was full, there was no place to sit. So the one scholar told the other one, Kiki give this woman a place to sit. Let the sit. She was full of makeup. She was, you know, the bus has this thing. I say, I said, 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 you know that you can see this is not the real. The eyelashes is so sharp. It comes like this, like an umbrella, upside down umbrella. Have you seen? Let me not go there. But it don't have to to go that all the way. But that, that's why they call the Jesse Bell. Because look here I give you the scripture Which speaks about this He painted her face In 2 Kings 9 verse 30 And when Jehu was come to Jezreel Jezebel heard of it And she painted her face And tied her head And looked out a window Blue eyelashes Or green here on top What did they call this? Eyeshadow Pencil line Dusting. First the base is in it, the primer coat, then the filler coat, then the finish coat. Huh? <laughs> what is that? Concealer. It takes away the spots. Huh? In the highlighter. For the cheeks. Mercy. But I think it's nice sometimes a lady, just a little bit of lipstick, eyeliner, nice, it's nice. Make yourself nice. You must make yourself nice for your husbands. because you can look scary sometimes in the, in the morning or in the night. So put some stuff on. Not just Bob Marley Rastavan tie <laughs> your <laughs> hair with something Yeah she painted her face you see in second Kings nine thirty and Jehu entered the gate and said that Zamri peace is Louis Master and he lifted up his face to the window and said Who is on my side? And they looked out to him two or three eunuchs and and they said, "Throw this woman down." So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the wasses, and he trod her underfoot. So the wasses squashed her to death. You know that story. Jezebel may be a woman who tries to control your ministry. She first might be a woman who uses a body to in, to seduce you. Even an anointed, your most anointed pastors. They fall because of women. most. Sometimes they have huge churches, you know, and, and the devil always waits when they get to the pinnacle. And then, then he sends in a lovely lady. I'm, I'm uh, a man of God. Always prays for three things: the the woman, the females, the finances, and the fame. You can become too great, famous. The three Fs, or you can fall in love with money. I know a man of God who fell in love with money and he lost his ministry. Yeah. Then the other thing is this thing, woman is used most by the devil to bring men to shame. Most. A woman comes to seduce. And look, all marriages have its own trouble according to the Bible. Paul, if you marry, get ready for trouble. So the devil knows just when to send in that woman. So I'm talking to if you have a ministry. You see, there must be protection all the time for the man of God, because that thing can happen. Women have this idea that the anointed man, the anointing, the Bible talks about the virgins will love thee, so it's attracting. You see, yeah, anybody who does any service who is in front has an attraction. That's why worship singers and band people always have an attraction. There's a sense of power. And if you're not anointed, you abuse that power. Because the ladies are attracted to you. It's like a demonic thing. You can ask Brother Cyril. He told me how the ladies used to throw their underwear on stage. Yeah. Is it true? Is that true? In the, in the, wherever musicians play, it's demonic. Yeah. they will do. They did it in the early years. And they do it even today. So there's like something great about being in front. And if you're not careful, you see, you either must have a team around you, always have teams around you, or if your wife is with you, it's always good for an anointing. But you will this 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 thing will come for you, the Jezebel spirit will come for you. You must pray a lot about it. Paul said you must treat the younger ladies as your sister, and the older woman as your mother, and the older men as fathers. Have that mind. Don't ever mind, how can I sleep with this girl? Yes. Some of my leaders, many of them I had to rebuke years ago because some of them had to chase away from the church because they abused their position and they slept with the young girls. The young girls are always attracted to men that's in front who have some leadership position because their own men are very weak at home. So they say, I wish I can have a man like that. You must be conscious of that when you're dealing with people. Are you with me? Because it's this thing. came for the painted face of Jezebel to seduce and entice you. Ay-sh. Look look at Joseph when he was in the prison. Potiphar's wife. She, she had a, a, a nighty, See-through. <laughs> look, and she wasn't ugly. Because rich people always have beautiful girls. I've noticed rich people like... Some look really. The men. I'm talking about men. See the corolkopma. The women's moey or na de geldet, ita Ferrari, ita groot. These, the women's gaan vergel. So the beauty is there. You see, to entice. It doesn't matter how you look. You see, they will come for you. Jezebel is coming for you. All you guys that are in leadership Or if you're on the stage You see You must know that is a thing But you must Don't abuse it Because you won't last long in the ministry I will find you quickly And I will get through you out of the church We don't, we don't do that You see the Young girls They are always falling in love With the men standing in front Puppy love But then if the men are wicked They abuse it And they use the children that's why I like to know what's happening in the church. Who's doing what? And that you must always come and tell me. There's no lady here that can say, I send them love letters or say nothing to them. They can say, they can say now. They can speak now. Forever. I don't. I don't. Do you see the painted face? I'm talking about the challenge of the man of God. Yeah. And you can quickly pick up a lustful spirit. You can pick it up, because you don't even have to talk. You can see the way this person is looking at you. This is lustful. <laughs> <laughs> the different spirits, this is released through. So you can look at me. It's different spirits. That's released through your look. But if you're spiritual like Elijah, could, you could pick it up. This is lustful. I mean, the, some of my great heroes in the ministry fell through women. So I don't criticize them because I know of the danger of the Jezebel. I know of the danger. And you know what these women will do? once you have, they have Once you have fallen, they take you to the press. They they expose you in front of the world. You see, it was Satan's plan to bring you down. So the woman of the men of God must really service their men well so that the man has no need. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, drink from your own cistern. Drink in your house. Don't go drink outside. A man that is full, he won't look for food at some other place. That's why I wanted to speak at the ladies' convention, but my wife didn't want me to come. (laughs) I want to help the ladies. You can enjoy life with with a man, with your husband, the man of your youth. Yes, enjoy life and help him also not to fall into temptation because a man's natural inclination, a man has the ability to love more than one woman. That's why... In many cultures, it's not difficult. A man has three, four, five, six wives. Some have many wives, and he can love them all, because a man feels protective over a weaker vessel. It's only now Paul came and he gave us this difficult thing: you must be a man of one wife. <laughs> but before Paul, it was none of the Old Testament men had one wife. They they couldn't, couldn't. David. He had many wives. Abram had wives. Isaac had wives. None of them. None of Solomon had many wives. They couldn't. Because one woman, to, to actually look after a man, it, it's a lot of work. To take care of a man is a lot of work. Sometimes one woman can't handle it. And then later they say, <laughs> Bishop Dax says, when they now add their babies, they had their ring. They've got their children. Then the husband wants to come and have sex. And the wife say, I'm sick of this job. It's like a job to her. And I, must I not do this? I'm telling you what is true. I'm sick. I've done enough. Find some other young girl to do. Economy can't to me. Yeah, the woman, they tell their husbands, I can't rest feel. Then, when he takes a younger girl I'm going to take you When you're a man, you, you need the Holy Spirit's help to, 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 to kind of uh, pull in the reins, you see, of just being with ma- more than one wife. Hallelujah. But Jezebel will come. Then Jezebel will also be a type of manipulator. It's the second part of Jezebel. She will control, she will try to control your ministry. That's why women don't like me to speak at their conventions. Because I tell them, especially this thing, where women try to control the church and the pulpit. Jezebel may be a woman who tries to control your ministry by eliminating those she does not like you look from this, Jezebel, in 1 Kings 18 verse 4, she killed the prophets. When he he spoke to the king, when he warned the king, the king didn't want to kill him. It was the wife that wanted to kill him. And she killed the prophets. Look at this. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them, fifty in a cave, and fed them with bread and water. Jezebel wanted to kill them all. She eliminates all those she does not like. Yeah. No way in this Cape Town did I ever hear this type of teaching until I went to sit under the Bishop Dagg's feet. And then I heard the reality of the pastors and wives and in ministry, you know. But it doesn't only apply to a pastor in front. Any man who's got a good calling, you will always, you will find mostly that your wife can be an eliminator of people around you. You understand? So if the wife doesn't like this person's admiration for you, then she will cut him off, or her, him or her, cut him off. Like this Jezebel, we're looking at Jezebel who killed the prophets. Cut anybody around my husband. She controls everything. Who you can like, who you can't like, who's your friends, who can come to you, who you must be friends with, who you can't be friends with. Bishop Dag writes in his book on the beauty, the beast, and the pastor about the insecurity of wives. It's all there. It's the truth. Nothing but the truth. So help us, but nobody wants to talk about it because the men are afraid of their wives. Because if you're a pastor, one man here, his wife is here. I see the wife, I don't see him. When I was ta- asking him about, I was talking about these things. So I asked him, "Is it true what I'm preaching?" So the wife was close, so he couldn't say yes. He just said, "Pastor, take for Nana Yistuhan." It's only <all he> said, "Pastor, <laughs> take me going for Nana because it's there where the Jezebel spirit comes out, the dragon. One of my favorite movies is called Shrek. I like it more than because she's the most beautiful princess in the day. But at night, she becomes an ogre. Eliminates all the people around the prophet. The prophets, other prophets were all killed by Jezebel. Eliminates. Woman, you mustn't suffer from insecurity. You become better to live with a woman that is insecure. You must trust your husband. Don't look at his phone all the time. My phone I leave open, but it's not, my wife doesn't have to look at it. These things that husbands and wives are hiding phones and putting codes on phones. Yeah, in the church, yeah. Can he and come me? Fro man satani toilet fro sukakami. Kekovaneo I was counseling a couple recently, my wife and myself, we were counseling. So the wife went into the so she told me, he spent so many minutes on this phone call. <clears throat> and then he told me he didn't talk to the person, but I could check. the. He spoke then, then he phoned again. Then he phoned. So I said, where do you get all these reports? So she said, no, this is what you do. So she showed me. <laughs> <laughs> you can press the call, then you go there, then you press, then the thing comes down, then it shows the minutes that he was on there. Say, I've got all this. I said I didn't even know you can You can check all these things Because he told her no it was uh, When the phone pressed itself in your pocket man What do you call it? Huh? No they used another word man A pocket dial So he said no He said it's a pocket dial But when I checked I said no The same pocket dial was dialing a few times (laughs) Eliminate this one. <laughs> so the husband, well, he was, he was guilty. He was phoning, but then he said, "No, it's nothing. It's nothing wrong. You know, in these counselling sessions take long. I'm telling you, with pastors, it's not even our church. I have to deal with these issues, and I get so tired." He said, "That's why I like honesty. Just be truthful. Don't." So now to investigate this thing and then she, this woman must get out of the church and blah, blah, blah. So the pastor needs to deal with these people but he can't because when the wife sees them, she's, uh, she's suspicious, suspicious mind. It's a problem woman. have. Bishop wrote it in his book, um, Insecurity and Suspicion. You're always thinking. Vigenovia. My wife doesn't have that problem, please. My wife keeps saying that the people always think she has the problems the way I'm speaking, but it's not. I'm for you. I'm helping. I, I'm not afraid of a woman. Me. That's why I want my wife. Don't dictate to me what I must say. I will say it, whether she likes it or not. I say it. So she had to come and live with it. Imamut musi barit prata sedwa. Wehani say What's he If your husband is unfaithful, that is thing. God will God will show him out. Don't don't go and fight and throw plates broken and bang the doors. Lost eye. That's not the child of God. That's not the way you must live. Amen. Okay. That's Jezebel. Number three. Let me I'm closing. What's the time? Oh. Did we have something to eat after this for the people? Is there coffee? And nothing warm like chip rolls. Where's Sister Asha? For revival, there must be nice stuff. Some wasas and chip rolls. Please, is there anybody that can do what I'm asking? Make it happen. Not today, but coffee today, no? And uh, what is there also? Tuck shop. You can buy knickknacks. Knickknacks and coffees, you're right. I left bread in the office the other day. I hope you guys use that day. Eh? Yeah, I'm going got bread. I'm Dier bread that my girl has <laughs> to buy. I'm going to get this bread. i to get Thank you. <laughs> you know, you get the normal bread, then you get this expensive big bread. My wife always buy those. I so to but I as to buy. I was not worried; was as a man's type of Bial, number three, may be your wife who manipulates and controls her husband's life and decisions, and this was the case of Ayab, You see, Jesse Bial's wife came to him. This is in verse. 21, uh, 1 Kings 21, verse 5. I'm closing now. 1 Kings 21, verse 5 to 11. his wife came to him and said to him, Why is it that you are sad? Why don't you eat bread? And he said unto her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreelite, and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else, if it please thee, I will give another vineyard for it. Put it in the NLT, please. NLT. Let me continue reading up to verse 11. And, he, and I asked neighbor to sell me his vineyard or trade, but he refused, Ayab told her. Just see what she did now. Verse 7, quickly. Are you the, are you the king of Israel or not? Jezebel demanded, get up and eat something and don't worry about it. I'll get you, neighbor's vineyard. She's controlling this man's life and his ministry. Go on. And she wrote letters in Ayab's name, sealed them with his seal. Look how she does. Manipulative woman. She writes it in his name and she signs Look, ladies, let me tell you something. You can try to look like an angel here. <laughs> this thing that this woman is doing is not uncommon in our communities today. Women control things, stamp things, keke. She wrote letters in Ayab's name, seal them, and he sealed and send them to the elders and other leaders of the town where Naboth lived. Verse 9. In a letter she commanded, Call the citizens together for fasting and prayer, and give Naboth a place of honor. Verse 10. And then see two scoundrels across from him, and will accuse him of cursing God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. She organized the death of this man. Verse 11. So the elders and the other town leaders followed the instructions. Jezebel had written in the letters, my God. So she controls the husband's ministry. She controls the elders' ministry. Some women will tell their their husbands, Pastor Chris is not treating you right. The husband doesn't have a problem, but the wife behind. Pastor Lefoy always told me this, is that when they go home, they come from the meeting. When they go home, then they changed their minds. It means the wife has affected them. I once had a case with one of our senior leaders, and he agreed with me. There was something wrong with his children. He agreed with me. And when he went home, the next day he came, he said, ah, I, th- I think I misunderstood you. And then he changed his mind. So Pastor Lafoy told me his wife influenced him. I always check with Pastor Lafoy. He's my mentor. He said, how do I deal with this? He says, no, it's not him. His wife is controlling everything from the house. He told me, you you might have to remove him from leadership. Because he's a puppet on a string. Jezebel is controlling him. So the men here, you must be men. Because you have a pastor that's a man. And I'm one of the last of the Mohegans. I hope when I'm gone, there will be men like me that will stand. You see, women are beautiful. And women are also made in the image of God. And a woman has a rightful place. In my book, uh, out of order. I write a whole chapter on woman day. And so when you when you when you when you do what God designed you to do, you are the most beautiful and beneficial person. Yes, you must conquer the curse of marriage. I like women around me because the way they serve me is wonderful. I just say coffee, they run. I say this, they do. I say this, they do. Woman is. Better than men in that because they are made to be helpers. They are designed by God to be helpers. That's why women help great in the ministry. But when they come to their own husbands, they become problems. They can't function in their God-given designed role that God made them to be because they have elevated themselves like Satan with pride. Your husband will spoil you so much if you go back to your role. That designed. But let, let me not go into that. But this Jezebel, she manipulated and she, she organized the killing. But Jezebel don't always have to be a woman. It can also be a man. Amen? Who controls your ministry and your decisions. Jezebel may also be a husband who manipulates and restricts his wife. So it's not just a woman. It can also be a man. Somebody who controls and manipulates. That's why you see some pastors can't work with me because of the character God gave me. I'm not the type of democratic decision making pastor. When I say we do this, we just do it. And it works most of the time. I do consult. I have, some, I have my close board that we talked about things, but they know when the decisions must be made. You see, leadership is about making decisions. You must make a decision. I'm we're going this way, we're going there, we're chasing this person away. You can't leave rotten apples to destroy the church. Chase them away. Then you see your church is surviving. You see, but if you're a weak and a timid leader, you can't survive. Then other people control the church. Yeah. And Jesse Bells control the church. Jesse Bell is not always a woman. He could be another man in the ministry. So an anointed man will always have this trouble. And I've noticed pastors who can't do much Their boards control them. Their wives control them. They have been stripped of authority. Small church after 50 years. He couldn't tap into the anointing. Of course, Jezebel will come for the anointed man. This is the life of an anointed man. Ministry is full of war. The dimensions is your house, your family, then the community and then the orangus. Can you survive it? I see the Lord anointing you to become great. You will be great. Let's stand to our feet. Hallowed be thy name. Oh ho,
3: ho. Hello, it be. Lift your hand, Hello would be your name, Hello would be your name, Lord and Majesty, Divine Authority.
2: sing it again hallowed be thy name Precious Jesus
3: Fall on me Let the power power of the Holy
1: Ghost
3: Fall on me Anointing Fall on me One more time, anointing Anointing Anointing, fall on me The power.
1: Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing
3: God on me. All
2: right. I think the teaching was enough for you for tonight. What did you learn tonight? What is the life of an anointed man? Must be dedicated to God. He will stand before God. What is another challenge of the anointed man? Contradictions and paradoxes. You can't always explain why something he can do and other things he can't do. It's it's the life of an anointed man. What else about the anointed man? Hmm? God will provide for the anointed man. Isn't it? To the ravens and through the widows. And then what about Jezebel? She will be the challenge for the anointed man. To control his ministry or to seduce him with a makeup. And he can fall and he can lose it all. But I see the Lord giving you power to overcome. Let me pray for all of you. Your hands are lifted. Father, we all desire the anointing. Help us to overcome these things. Thank you for the wisdom of the Word that is a mirror to us and shows us what we must and can and must not do. Help us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. We want to have this power to do the work of God. The anointing is for service. Help us to fight Jezebel in our lives to fight the seduction of women, of men. Fight, Lord, those who kill, those who help us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let us stand before God and say like Elijah, I am the one who stands before the Lord, and I am sent from God. In Jesus' name, fill us with that power, and we will be your servants. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Clap for the Lord.